0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I tried to tell you. Last week I said he was a buy low, and now he's a weekly starter. Of all the moves on this episode, that's the one to make. And if you didn't trade for him last week when I told you, good luck trying to get him now. You' in for a treat ahead of Week Four today. You'll find out eight moves to make for Week Four for your fantasy teams. That includes four trades to make and four lineup decisions to make. All right here on the 50th episode of the Breakout Football Podcast on the Believe Network, sponsored by Prize Picks. I'm Zach Cohen of the 33rd team at Zach Cohen FB Z A C H C O H E N FB on all social media, Twitter, TikTok, and today we're going a little running back heavy. Not all of these moves are based on running backs, but Najee Harris, Leonard Fournette, a couple starts, a couple flexes, some players to trade, predominantly running back, and we will start with the running back who is the biggest sell high in fantasy football right now, no questions asked, it's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. If he's on your team, it is time to get rid of him. My colleague at the 33rd team, Max Ford, looked into the data and he agrees it's time to trade CEH. He has been outsnapped by Jarek McKinnon every single week this season. He's also run fewer routes, than McKinnon. Just looking at the Week 3 data too, and y'all know how much I love to look at one particular game for just stats. I'm kidding, of course. You have to look at the whole season, and three weeks really makes a good trend. We can really determine who's actually good and who's not, or at least how long they will sustain that for the next few weeks. But my point is, just looking at these Week 3 stats and really shows the bigger picture of what's going on in the Kansas City backfield. CEH, he had two red zone carries, two goal line carries. McKinnon had the same, just one fewer goal line carry. They each had a red zone target. Now, on the season, Edwards-Alaire has only five more targets than McKinnon. Yet, CEH is a top five fantasy running back right now. He's doing it on touchdowns. That is good but it's not sustainable. We can't expect him to score that amount of points every single week when the bulk of it is just coming from touchdowns. He's not getting enough work, and frankly, he's basically just being treated like Jarek McKinnon. Now in week four, if you still have him and you're listening right now, this episode drops on a Wednesday afternoon, September 28th, hopefully you trade him ASAP because you probably won't be able to trade him after this upcoming week. The Chiefs play the Buccaneers on Sunday night. The Bucs have held running backs to an average of 11.6 points each game. That seems fine, but that includes whole backfields. So the Dallas running backs, the New Orleans running backs, the Green Bay running backs, they collectively average 11.6 points against the Bucs defense. You can only imagine what CEH, and Isaiah Pacheco, and McKinnon will do this weekend Clyde Edwards alaire is the biggest sell in fantasy right now. The term sell and trade might seem a little bit different to you, and that's fine if it does, but to me, I think it has a little bit different of a connotation. Sell is a player who has good value, and yet you're trying to get some good return on them. A trade is just simply put a trade. I don't really think Najee Harris has that much value, or at least as he should have. Yes, he's averaging 12 and a half points. But a touchdown saved him in week three. That's why I think Najee Harris is a prime trade away candidate. I don't know how much you can get for him. I think the only value he really has right now is his name value and his consistency. He's had double digit points in PPR leagues every single week this season. But he's also averaging a measly 3.2 yards per carry. That's 49th among all players. That's not that good for a player you probably drafted toward the end of the first round. Now this upcoming week, the Jets. Yes, they are eighth in fantasy points allowed to running backs – Yes, he has the sixth highest snap rate among running backs, a 70% snap rate. That's relatively good, but I think what we've seen from him is probably the best at what you're going to get. Maybe he gets a little bit better, but it seems like right now the usage is not where you want it to be and the production more so than anything is just probably not going to come. And I know he's dealt with the Liz Franck injury, the lower body injuries are really starting to pile up on him. Maybe that's something that lingers all season because those are those type of injuries that do that. If you have Najee Harris, I think it's time to trade him. Now you may be asking, oh, Zach, what running back should I look for? Who should I trade Najee or CEH for? I don't know if you can get this guy for CEH. Maybe Najee though, but I think the biggest buy low right now at the running back position. I almost put Joe Mixon here, but looking at the numbers, there is a better candidate. That's the boy Lenny, Leonard Fournette. Only three running backs are averaging 80% of their team's snaps. Saquon Barkley at 86%, Fournette at 85%, and McCaffrey at 84%. Their overall ranks, Barkley is the RB1 in fantasy. CMC is running back 11, but Fournette's RB20 with RB1 usage, something's not adding up here. He's had 15.7 points, 9.4 points, and 12 Points. Tampa Bay is running the ball at just above league average. Last year, they finished 31st, so they are running the ball a lot more now, even with wide receiver injuries littered throughout the season and Godwin allegedly coming back sometime soon, maybe not for another couple weeks, we don't know. Fournette could really be this bell cow back in Tampa Bay. Just based on the usage alone so far, that seems to be the case, and I think that makes him a prime buy low candidate because you look at the numbers, the production, good, not great. Could be better. If you do have Najee, I try to go get Fournette for him, or if you need a running back and you have some pieces to move, trade Fournette. But first, I really wanted to include this guy because everyone asks me about him. DJ Moore, look... Can you really get anything good for him right now? Maybe just based off the name value. I know he was a wide receiver one or wide receiver two on your team. I still think you should trade him. Like, look to trade him immediately. Should he be getting better? Yes. Could the passing be better? Sure. Everything can only go up. I just had to mention this because as the wide receiver 62, he's at 8 points, 13 points, 2.8 points. Baker Mayfield really isn't cutting it. And maybe we were expecting an upgrade from their previous quarterback situation. But overall, I don't think you're getting much more out of Moore, pun totally intended. If you have him try to trade him, you might not be able to get much for him though. Speaking of DJ Moore though, there is one aspect I love about him in week 4. And that is the matchup. He's playing the Arizona Cardinals. They've allowed the third most passing yards this season. Yeah, it was to Mahomes and Stafford and Carr. But Baker Mayfield's best game this season came against the Browns in week one, where he had 19.1 points, according to DraftKings. Now, the Browns have played zone coverage 82% of the time per True Media. The Cardinals play zone coverage 62% of the time. So you had Baker balling out against the Browns zone coverage. That's over 80% zone coverage rate in that game. And you know the Cardinals love to play zone coverage. I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina finds a groove offensively this week and DJ Moore benefits. His prize picks betting line right now is 49.5 receiving yards. That's a prop I might smash, and I think you should too. If you don't have prize picks already, use my code. I got you. Z Cohen on Prize Picks. If you sign up and deposit, they will match your deposit up to $100 free, a 100% deposit match. No joke, no strings attached. Sign up, deposit. If you use my code Z Cohen, look, I've had friends do it. They put in $100 prize picks, seize the code Z Cohen, they give them another free $100 that's prize picks use my code ZCO and DJ Moore over 49 and a half receiving yards I have a good feeling that's gonna change maybe by the time you listen to this it's higher so if you're listening to this right now jump on it ASAP this is another move that isn't really huge we're getting into the lineup decisions now players to start flex sit avoid I think you should flex Miles Sanders now, that doesn't mean that he is a must-start, and if you're already starting him, that doesn't mean you should bench him. I think he's a fine flex player. I don't love him in starting lineups, but the usage relative to other running backs right now is pretty darn valuable. This has been the second straight week where Miles Sanders was dominating the running back carries in Philly. He's kind of being used like a weekly running back too and i gotta give a hat tip to josh larkey for putting this feedback out there my colleague at the 33rd team.com sanders has been averaging 15 carries and two targets per game on an elite offense the eagles are one of the best offenses of football we should all agree about that regardless of what you think about that team now i do think the targets can increase They're playing a Jaguars defense this week that's allowed the third most targets to running backs this season. And if the Eagles ball out, again, that's another positive game script they have to work with, which means more rushing attempts. The reason I don't love Sanders and think he's a bona fide start is because he isn't normally getting those targets. His valuable carries are just not really there. Yes, he is the primary running back there, but the goal line work isn't where you want it to be from a starting running back. So I like Sanders, a player who should probably be in your flex, but not someone you should be eager to start. Three more moves for you with my number one waiver pickup of the week. My colleague Ben Wolbranski from the 33rd team agrees. This was a player who was the number one pickup from my waiver column over at the 33rd team, that link is in my bio on TikTok. It is the33rdteam.com if you're listening from Twitter or from whatever podcast platform. Again, the33rdteam.com at the 33 FB. It's Khalil Herbert, 169 yards and two touchdowns, filling in for the injured David Montgomery. As of this recording, a Wednesday, September 28th. We don't know what Montgomery's status is, but it looks like he's trending toward being out. Now, what I loved a lot about Herbert coming into the season was he might have just been a better player than Montgomery. Kind of like Pollard might be a better player than Zeke in Dallas. I think Herbert just might be the best Bears running back. It's also encouraging that in week three, with Herbert filling in, he got each of Chicago's carries inside the 10-yard line. He saw two targets, which isn't great, but he did run 14 routes. And he gets to face a Giants defense this week that's allowed the third most rushing yards this season and the 13th most fantasy points to running backs. But more importantly than all of that, because I know three games could be skewed, what we know for sure, the Giants and Bears offenses, they're not that good. They're they're not that good. I'm expecting a slow-paced game, low-scoring which bodes well for running backs. Khalil Herbert is a must start this week, unless you happen to have, say, James Robinson or Saquon Barkley or Jonathan Taylor already on your team. Now that I told you about some running backs to keep in your lineups, these two running backs probably shouldn't be in your lineups, and if you followed this show if you followed me on twitter on tiktok you know how i've felt about the miami dolphins running back situation it does not surprise me in the slightest how they're being used and how are they being used you may wonder very inconsistently in week three chase Edmonds saw all the goal line usage that was raheem's mostert role in week two and Edmonds' role in week one They also split third down work in Week 3, where that was Edmonds' role in Week 1 and 2. Yeah, there's reason for upside here, because Miami only ran 39 plays in Week 3, so naturally they should have more plays, which means more rushing attempts. It's a good offense. They should see more opportunity. But for now, neither can really be trusted. You put Edmonds in your starting lineup, it might be a Mostert week. It might be more of a balanced week. It could be an Edmonds week, you never know. Mostert definitely deserves to be on rosters simply because we've seen him with more of a command in this backfield. But just the way the Dolphins offense operates, the way Mike McDaniel operates his offense, you really can't bet on one or the other confidently every single week to see The fantasy value you probably should not be starting either and honestly I think they lean more towards sell highs I got one more player for you to start and he was a player I talked about on last week's show so hopefully you listened but first remember if you don't already follow this show please drop a follow and if you screenshot that you are following this show and you send me that think of it like a fast pass to the questions because I get so many questions almost daily at this point in the season where I can't answer everyone's I just can't it's it's inhumanly possible on TikTok I answer every comment and that to me is really the extent of which I'm going towards in responding to your questions but if you screenshot me one of two things you screenshot that you follow the show or you screenshot that you signed up and deposited on prize picks with my code then yeah it's a fast pass just reach out to me on social media, at Zach FB a lot of my work now is on the 33rd team as well, the 33 team.com. Now on to the player. The player to start, Chris Olave. Keeping it pretty simple, because I spent a lot of time last week talking about him, but one... Again, if you've followed me throughout the offseason, you know how much I loved Olave. Heck, I've had an eye on him since his days at Ohio State. He's a stud. Last week, I said to trade for him. This is now the second straight week where he had 13 targets, and looking ahead to week four, he may be the only healthy starting receiver, even if Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry are both healthy, which at the moment we're unsure of. I love Olave's production. I love his skill set as a wide receiver one in a Saints offense that has kind of abandoned Alvin Kamara, at least for what we used to know with how they used him. I think Olave can be that guy in that offense. I tried to tell you, last week I said he was a buy low, and now he's a weekly starter. Of all the moves on this episode, that's the one to make. And if you didn't trade for him last week when I told you, good luck trying to get him now. I think there's a clear path where he's a top 15 wide receiver throughout the season. He's just that good. So those are my eight moves. If you have any questions, you know where to reach me, at ZachCohenFB, on all social media. And for anyone else out there who does not know how to reach me on social media, feel free to drop a review or rating into the podcast platform you are currently listening to me on. I read all of those. I love them. And I especially love you, our beautiful listeners here, on the 50th episode of the Breakout Football Podcast on the Belief Network, sponsored by Prize PrizeFix. I'm Zach Cohen. Until next time, everyone stay safe. I know I will try to be safe safe here with Hurricane Ian looming strong in northern Florida, but until next time, peace. Thank you for listening to Believe.